What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. We have a Monday rundown for you on a Monday. Sean and I get much better about the schedule when it comes to football season. Today we jumped in and we talked about the MLB, specifically the Yankees and the Mets. Following that, we talked just a little bit of college football. The slate's not that great last weekend or the up-and-coming weekend. After that, we talked just a little bit of Golf President's Cup this week, and then we bullshitted for a little bit. So follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Pod coming at you Wednesday for the NFL. Enjoy this one, and we'll talk to you soon. didn't listen to us the Mets did but the Yankees didn't must have not listened to the pod no I don't think uh, I don't think any of any of them heard what we had to say uh, last Wednesday no not at all um I mean I guess we're gonna jump right in and talk Yankees huh they avoided the sweep which is good but Friday was a meltdown they they should have won two of three but they're still five and a half up in the division but dude I think before we go into the whole Yankee thing, I think now is the right time where we just we just get down on hands and knees and thank thank the baseball guys for what Aaron Judge has done for the Yankees this year because this is insane. He hit number fifty nine yesterday. He's three away from the record. I thought we already did this. Do we have to do it again? We're, we're gonna do it again. Jesus, you want to get down on your hands and knees and suck or just bow? <laughs> just bow. Just bow. We don't do that here on this episode. <laughs> um, no, it's Tom. been great. Um, cha ching, man. Cha ching, cha ching. But, like, I'm, I was thinking more about it as he has four hits and more. I think he had five RBIs yesterday. And I'm thinking that this might be the best regular season that I've ever seen. I know we had Bonds, but that has the asterisk, right? Like, mm. I I don't know how you feel. A-Rod's 07 was the first year where I went, like, I'm watching greatness right now in terms of an everyday offensive player. And, you know, that kind of pales in comparison to what Judge has done this year, given, again, that we keep saying he's doing this basically by himself for the last three months. Yeah, not to mention, I mean, if you're going to call out Bonds for the asterisk, I think you got to throw the asterisk in there for A-Rod. Sure. Yeah, we could do that. You too. have to. Yeah. I mean, the guy good took point. steroids. You know what I mean? Yeah, good point. Um, we can't, we can't, we're, we don't want to be that pod that gets, you know, called, called for, caught for playing favorites on Yankees. So. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that in relation to 07, but yeah, no, you're right. We, we got to be fair about that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Bonds was on those Giants teams that were pretty good, but never, I mean, he had other players around him, but I mean, Judge, yeah, aside from a really nice two months out of Stanton and Glaber getting hot right now um, for a couple of weeks, I, I feel like he only had that – I wouldn't even really call it a slump. I think you can uh, – what can we classify that as a mini slump for what was – I think that was in August. He had like a two-week span where he, he wasn't playing great. Aside from that, he's been single-handedly the reason why the Yankees have won. I mean – He's played 142 games, 
so you can throw aside the this guy doesn't stay healthy in the durability thing, right? And, At least for this year, yeah. Oh, last year too, he played 148. So yeah. we're getting to the point now where that that's starting to become something that we don't have to worry about as much anymore when you talk about him. But Tom, he, he scored 122 runs. He has 25 doubles. He's got the 59 homers, 127 RBIs already. He's walked 92 times. A good amount of those have been intentional. I mean, his OPS plus is 213, 368 total bases. Like, I don't even know what other stats you need to go to. I mean, everybody's going to talk about war, and I know he's way ahead of Otani, even counting if you if you combine Otani's offensive and pitching stats. Yeah, I, I like, like war. I think it's just – I think war is just so easy because you just look – I look at that and I'm like, okay, he's the best. Yep. And, and he is by far the best – Offensive and defensive metrics are up there as well, player in baseball this year. And at this point, I mean, you got to pay the man. And what a year he's had. Uh, imagine where the Yankees would be without him. They'd probably be fighting for fourth place with the Red Sox. And the more that every week goes by where we do our, our rundown and the baseball portion of our pod, like, you know, I don't want it to sound redundant, but I also don't want it to come across where we – are sitting doing a pod in January or February and whether, you know, he's re-signed or he's gone somewhere else or he's still waiting as a free agent. And we're like, did we appropriately take in at the time what this guy did? Because the Yankees have been frustrating, right? Like this is not, he's not doing this at a time where they're winning world series after world series. Like there's still anger directed towards the manager and the general manager from us and other Yankee fans. Uh, baseball's not what it was during the home run chase of, of 98 and what Bonds did in uh, 2001. But I guess I'll ask this to you as, as you've loved baseball your whole life. Like, A, do you think we are appreciating this judge season enough? And B, is baseball or is the sports world paying enough attention to what he's doing right now? I don't think so, especially as you get closer into um, deeper into college football and, and the NFL. Um, I don't think it was recognized enough. I think people, I mean, first of all, baseball isn't nearly as popular on a on a nationwide scale as it once was. So maybe in New York, people are appreciating it more. Um, but outside of that, I mean, back when the home run chase was going on, that was news every single day because it was just a different popularity of sport at the time. But no, I don't think we're appreciating it enough. Honestly, I don't think I'm appreciating it enough. Maybe I'm falling into that as well. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think just from your own standpoint, if like, this do you was think like, it has to do with the fact that the Yankees have been frustrating over the last few years? Oh yeah. I think it's, I think it's a combo of that. And just the fact that I'm 27 about to be 28 in less than a week and got a lot of shit going on and I'm not watching Although I've watched more baseball this year, I'm not as, like, everything's, like, life or death invested as it used to be. Like, 8th grade Tom, 7th grade Tom, this is all I would give a shit about, honestly. You know, I'm so glad you said that. And and it makes me feel better because I'm in the exact same boat. You know, like, when when A-Rod was having that 07 season, I was a sophomore in high school. And yeah, that I was, was like, in seventh grade. So that was yeah. like peak. Like I, I honestly could, I probably watched 160 out of 162 that <laughs> year. Like every time you turned on the TV at my, in my kitchen where I watched TV, it was on yes network. That's oh, why I was a Nets fan at the time. That's all I watched. It was yes right. network. 
like that's that's what it's going to do to you right at that point in your life yet that those sports moments matter more it seems like anything else but as you get older and even i'm i I mean don't get me wrong i'm still very frustrated when they lose and don't perform up to their level of expectations but like you know i've been at the i've been a couple different weddings the last couple weeks and you know i'm hardly checking the scores you know it's not like i'm like oh well you know if they win i hope they win and then it's like oh they won but judge went deep twice and i'm like you know, I kind of do want to make sure that I don't lose complete sight because if we are investing time, maybe it's not as nearly as much as it once was and attention into this. We should look at what Aaron Judge is doing. Is like we're, we're, we may never see this again. No, not at all. I, I, I'd be more surprised if we did see it again, honestly. And and I think the numbers, um, you know, Otani did something that never happened before, and it was just, like, mind-boggling, so that's why I think it was a bigger deal. But, like, this guy is keeping this. Otani did it on a team that finished in, what, third or fourth place last year? Mm-hmm. And this guy's literally, I don't want to say single-handedly, but damn near, like, carrying this team to a division win. Because, you know, I, I've said this on the pod before, but even in the 07 season, it felt like, a lot of those A-Rod numbers would be in like a, a 6 nothing game and he'd make it an 8 nothing game with a home run or whatever. Whereas like almost every single one of these home runs from Judge, it's like Bleacher Report, if I'm not watching the game, comes across the screen, Judge ties it up. Judge, Judge gives the team the lead. Like in the late innings. Like it seems like every single at-bat of Judge's this year has mattered. It's uh, it's so true, and that's where I really do question the people like and CC Sabathia, a former teammate and Yankee great, and you know loves baseball, is passionate about baseball. I understand he says Otani's the best baseball player of all time for the level in which he hits and pitches. Sure, and but he's great, also but like, he's got a podcast to plug with with uh, Ruko, and he's just he's looking for clicks. I don't know. Judge is his boy. MLB I don't think... too. I mean, listen, is, is is you know, I'm I'm one for brash statements, and I think I've been right by saying Trout is statistically the greatest baseball player of all time. He's not the greatest winner of all time, clearly. And I also said that I would take Soto or Acuna and trade him for Judge, and I still wouldn't take that back, even given this year. But, like, is Otani a better baseball player? Sure. I don't think I could see Judge throwing 14 strikeouts in a game and hitting a home run, but Judge is having a better year at the end of the fucking day, and he's the best player in baseball right now. Otani's and team I, is in uh, what fourth place, third place? I don't know. They got eliminated yeah, today. That's all I know. Yeah, and the other thing too about Otani is like everybody talks about his pitching, and and yeah, it's incredible. Like I'm not trying to diminish that, but you know nobody talks about Aaron Judge's defense nearly enough. I mean, he's an A plus defender. Yeah, he spent most of the season playing center field as a right fielder, simply again due to the team and where the team's been, especially in this whole second half. And bro. You know, you, you just said it perfectly about how, how Trout is the best player and statistically the best player of all time when you look at war and, and those metrics. But he's not the most valuable. You can't tell me a player, no matter how good he is, on a team that would have finished out of the playoffs with him or without him, is is at the same level as what Judge has done in terms of value for the New York Yankees. This team is barely clinging to a wild card if that if Aaron Judge isn't doing what he's doing this year valuable player is the award not best I I agree with you and I mean I feel like we're having this argument much more much more uh I don't even know the word we're we're pounding the table a lot more for this because it's our guy this year but I feel like we do have this argument every single year because 
Trout wins it, and he's only made the playoffs once in his career. And and Will Smith, even on the NFL preview pod, brought it back to A-Rod back in his Texas Rangers days. And we've been having the argument even back to then when his team was finishing in last place, but he's still winning the MVP award. And it's like... They need to have they need to have what the NFL has, where it's an offensive player of the year award and then a most valuable player award. I think Judge would win, would sweep it this year. He might win both, but yep. in other years, you know, you give the offensive player of the year to Trout, pencil him in for almost every single year if he's healthy, and then you give the MVP to somebody that actually matters. Well, the thing that pisses me off to that point is that. You know, last year when Otani won, it was basically between him and Vlad Jr., right? And what was the common denominator between the two? Well, Vlad Jr. is not good defensively. And, and well, between the two, did the did Toronto make the playoffs last year? I can't even remember. No. Well, both of them didn't make the playoffs. That was one right. common denominator. But that's, Otani that's won because he's a pitcher, and Vlad Jr. was bad defensively last year. Well, my point was that neither team made the playoffs, right? So there, there was no reason to discredit Otani and say, like, well, Vlad carried his team to the postseason, right? And in some of those Trout years, there wasn't an undeniably great player playing for another team that single-handedly helped put that team in the postseason, right? Like, Mookie had some incredible years, but they weren't like, wow, they're so eye-popping that they're better. I mean, dude, Aaron Judge has more than 20 home runs. I think he has 24 more home runs than the next player in baseball. Yeah, I mean, this year it's got to be a clean sweep of most valuable for like he's unequivocally he's most valuable for carrying his team to a division win. Seemingly, I mean, they're five and a half games up. The sweep didn't really kill him because, like you said, the the Rays and the and the um, Blue Jays are gonna basically cannibalize each other, and also the statistics are just legit off the charts. Yeah. So for all those reasons, you know, I, I think we, as we come down the stretch here, we're, we have 16 games left to watch. And, you know, they're about to start a six-game homestand against the Pirates and the Red Sox. You'd like to think that he'll be able to at least get to Maris. That's two more within that stretch. Maybe break it. There's some bad pitching in there. But I think, you know, everybody should just watch and appreciate what this guy's doing, PED-free, and in just an un unbelievable way that we may never see again you said we're likely to never see it again and okay maybe we're not the fans we were when we were 14 15 a that's good maturation on our part and b (laughs) i think it's just you can do both right like you don't have to you don't have to lose sleep over it or or become unhinged if if they lose or they don't win the world series or if judge doesn't hit 62 but at the same point we should also take this in for what it is because it is pretty special no doubt about it. It really is. And, you know, it, it, what, another thing that's really interesting is I know those Giants teams didn't do much in the playoffs and whatever, and this Yankees team's probably better than any of the teams that Bonds played on. But it's, you know, the rest of this Yankees lineup straight up for, I'd say, three quarters of the year kind of sucked. So that's what reminds me of Bonds is that it's like, I mean, you, the fact that Judge, I mean, he's making the most of it. He's getting intentionally walked probably more than anybody else in baseball, and he's making the most of every opportunity. It seemed like every time Bonds got pitched to, he hurt the he hurt the pitcher. Like That's every single time. And, and Judge is the same thing where it's like if you throw to anybody else in this lineup, I don't even give a fuck. If you have a four-to-one lead and the bases are loaded, I, I honestly would walk Judge. 
it seems like it's the better move, right? And that's a great point. He's probably getting, I don't know, over the course of a game, maybe less now or maybe more now because there is a bit more cushion for him in the lineup. Rizzo came back, Stanton's back, and Donaldson is back. And even if those guys are struggling a bit, they still are threats compared to what he had to work with there for a little bit. But he might he was getting like two or three pitches a game that were mistakes to hit, and he was hitting them. Yeah, he's just... He's in a zone right now that you don't see often, and it's pretty much lasted the entire season outside of that mini little slump, I, I would say. just I would even call it just a hiccup. Yeah, and it was like he didn't hit a home run in nine games and people were losing their but shit. But he was still hitting, like, hitting the ball and hitting for average. I mean, he's – the last point on Judge, and then we'll, we'll go to the team in a larger scope, but, dude, he's two batting points away from the triple crown. <laughs> he might get it, honestly. He might get it. That'd be insane. I mean, he was like 10 points behind heading into last week. Yeah, he's he'd up to be. 316. I mean, him and Miguel Cabrera are the only two, if he wins it, the only two recent Triple Crown winners I can remember. Yep. I mean, you have to go back to what, the 80s before that? I think, uh, I want to say it was Yastrzemski in like the late 60s even. I could be wrong, but mm. it was it was a long time ago before Miggy did it. Well, you know, you know baseball history, but was it Frank Robinson? Maybe the seventies. I, I don't know. Yeah, I know Yastrzemski was like the famous one, but I don't know if there was somebody right after. He might have been American League, but Yastrzemski, I mean, former Red Sox, and then played for the White Sox, right? Uh he was just Red Sox. You're thinking of Fisk. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of Fisk. When people cry over Carlton Fisk, when you know the Red Sox fans, they first of all they didn't win Dick, and second of all he played for the White Sox longer than he played for the Red Sox. But f- fuck him. It's their problem. Yeah. All they right, got a Tom, lot of problems. This, they have a lot of problems. They can. They're not. I'm not shedding any tears for them. So, 16 games left tomorrow. They start a two game set with Pittsburgh, and then Boston comes in as I mentioned for four. Harrison Bader's coming back tomorrow. He's going to play center. Luis Severino is going to start on Wednesday. Chapman came back this weekend. What are we thinking here, Tom? Uh, what are we going to do in terms of this homestand? Are we looking at a at a, are we looking at a four and two? That took one? it right out of my mouth. I need to see four and two right now. You need to sweep the Pirates. That team is legit outside of Cruz. Like, uh, and Brian Roberts is still hurt, right? Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds, whatever. He's still hurt. I mean, that's a fucking minor. That's a legit minor league baseball team. Like that team. I mean, they is just got swept by the Mets. Yeah, uh, that team is god-awful. You need to take both games from them. I'll be very disappointed. If they split with the Pirates, don't even fucking ask me to do a pod next Monday. Um, <laughs> and then and then they need to take they need to take two out of four from the Red Sox. I don't give a fuck how you get there. Just get to four and two at least. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. It's like I don't care which way it goes. If you lose one game to the Pirates, that fucking blows, and you should be embarrassed. But if you sweep the Red Sox, it's fine. Like – just find a way to go no less than four and two. And then they go to Toronto for three. So, I mean, right now I'm, I'm excited to see Bader play. Obviously the Montgomery trade looks like it's an absolute slap in the face. Oh, and we didn't talk about this. Montas might be hurt, which would hopefully explain why he's been such a fucking bum. Mm. Spotted a five run lead the other night and coughed it up. Dude, he's been uh, Cashman. I don't know. I, I just, I don't fucking know. I mean, listen, the fringe players, he always seems to do well with them. You know what I mean? Like Trevino this year and, and a few others. But when it comes to actually getting, like, fucking top-end talent, I don't even know if he has it anymore. 
he hasn't had it. He hasn't had it. Like he is losing these big time trades, and the only way you can say he hasn't lost them is because the prospects he's given up haven't done a whole lot. But Paxton fail, Sonny Gray fail, Tyone he's been fine. You know he's the number four starter probably, right? And now Montas, you brought him in to be your game two starter in the playoffs. And now you're relying on Severino to come back and be healthy. Cole was not great yesterday, but we've said our, we've said our piece on him. And then Nestor Cortez is your next reliable starter. Like, that is a huge, huge referendum on Cashman, who was supposed to go and dramatically improve this team at the trade deadline. And we're excited to see Harrison Bader because at least it's the guy we were giving up Monty for. Yeah, I... I... I mean, he was out in St. Louis. I know that's a baseball market, but I don't think it's much as much of a big-time market as the Yankees, so we're really going to see what type of player he is. As long as it means no more having to see Aaron Hicks, then I'm good. No doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, sorry, Aaron Hicks just reminds me of this game I was playing in the show when I was cyberbullied. Um <laughs> This kid was using the Yankees, and I use I always use the Braves because Spencer Strider is my favorite player in baseball. Um, and I, I, you know, in the in the in the show, I like to feel my guys out, see if the see if the guy I'm playing is going to swing at strikes. And I was nibbling the whole game, and he told me he called me a pussy and said throw a strike, and then oh. he said, and then he said get your bread up, like you don't know what I make. You need me to send you my W two. And then I threw one at his head, and he called me a pussy. And then I beat him, and I just said, hey, you know, it might help if you take a pitch or two. And he told me to fuck off. I like this. I <laughs> yeah, like this a lot. Fuck these kids. Fuck these kids. They don't, they're, you know, they're assholes. But speaking of assholes, I don't know if you saw Aaron Hicks' comment lately. I think it came out the, while they were in Milwaukee talking about how, you know, you see how good Joey Gallo's doing in LA and I wonder what my future is for me here. And Dave Roberts really goes out of his way to defend his team. I'm like, you have been given 4,000 opportunities to run with this job. God, if Cashman Gallo, doesn't get rid way, of him, he's what I would have fucking DFA'd him right then and there. I mean, like Aaron Boone makes himself look like an ass clown. And like, just I can't I can't imagine how far up Aaron Hicks's ass he has to go to try to defend him. And you're saying that you don't get enough support or you should be playing every day. How many fucking chances do you get to play every day? You're it's hitting two sixteen, you hit seven home runs. You're horrible. Like that, if you're not that horrible, you're run, hurt. He should be he should have been DFA'd. Like of all the people to complain about playing time. And by the way, Joe Gallo has not been very good in LA. I know he got off to a quote unquote hot start. He's hitting like a buck ninety. So everybody calm down. Yeah, no. I it's I mean, I appreciate Boone and, and I guess Cashman, who's his fucking who's Hicks's butt buddy. You know how he is with his quote unquote guys for handling it with class, but did you see that thing with Gabe Kapler for the Giants? That was nice. That was, that was class. great. That, that was, was managing class. That was managing at, like, the highest level right there. I like him a lot. I wouldn't mind him as the Yankees manager. I wouldn't either, man. But, you know, they're, that's a team that's not going to make the playoffs this year. And after a 108-win season, you know, he might be on the hot seat out there. Who knows? That'd be nice. Yankees should pick him up. But that's not going to happen because Cashman's going to be back next year, and that means Boone's going to be back. I don't fucking get it. Um, I think Cashman's about, what, five years past, past time? But... I don't know. Maybe he's got pictures on the Steinbrenners or something, or maybe they're fucking. I don't know. It's just like the Yankees are kind of in that in that way where the Patriots might be now, and where some 
historically really good teams have been where it's like, okay, you're, you're, if you let go of your manager, in this case, your general manager, like your fear is that they'll be scooped up tomorrow and go to a team and help improve that team, which is probably true. Brian Cashman's probably among the top, what would you say? Like be, just being completely honest, the top five GMs, top seven GMs in baseball, like 100%. he's a great yeah, he's great at his job, but sometimes, you know, you need to leave a place and, and your message gets stale and what you're doing is stale. And he has not made this team a World Series team. He's done enough questionable things, I think, to have his job on the line. And regardless of what the playoffs are, I mean, Girardi lost his job. He took a team to Game 70 of the LCS. They fired Tory all under Brian Cashman. If if he can let managers who have had success go and aren't doing great at that point, like... How about the Steinbrenners let him go? It's not a completely out of the realm possibility, I don't think. No, not at all. Uh, I but what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? You know, they're not going anywhere, right? I want accountability, Tom. <laughs> okay, well, we can have accountability on our pod. That's why we talk about it. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you want some reality with the with you want a dash of reality, right? I would love it. Yeah, well, then they're not going anywhere. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. All so, right, the Mets swept the Pirates, Tom. That's what they needed to do, right? Yes. Uh, I think I, I clamored for that. Um, just to sum up the Yankees, reiterate it one more time, we need them to go 4-2 and two at, like, a minimum. Leading up, to, leading up to Toronto, right? Yep. All right, that's what we expect. We've listed our expectations. Um all right, yeah, the Mets. The Mets did what they had to do. I, I, I still need to see. I need to see them play a major league baseball team to feel good about it. They do have a one game lead. Uh, we'll take that, but the Braves are still looking good. Yeah, they really are. Um, yeah, the Mets are hosting the Brewers now for three, and the Brewers just gave the Yankees a pretty hard time. So if the Mets win tonight, they clinch a playoff berth. I don't think they should celebrate that too much. They're going for the division. You can celebrate that. Uh, but even by sweeping a minor league team, it is still a four-game sweep, which is pretty hard to come by. Were you impressed at all by them, or did you just look at it as just go fucking do this, and, and they did? Well, I mean, it's always good to get that team when your offense is struggling and it can wake up a little bit. So hopefully they can carry that over to play some real talent. They need to, man. Ride, ride the wave. Other than that, we've set our piece on the NL East. It's coming down to the wire. Yeah, no doubt about it. And the Braves are wild card. Albies is going to be back. Wild card or division winner, they're a force to be reckoned with, and I wouldn't mess with them in the playoffs. Defending champs. No doubt. You want to talk Pujols? Yeah, I think we have to. We, we said our piece on Judge, and I think we got to talk Pujols, dude. He's two away from 700. There's only, other, only uh, three other guys to do this. And... Again, are we taking for granted what Pujols has done this year? I mean, everybody wrote him off. He was—he looked like he was done, and he said, this is going to be my final season. I thought it was going to be way too much for him to get to 700, but he's two away with, like, two weeks to go. Yeah, I definitely think he gets it. Um, and honestly, I think if he ends on, like, 698, 699, he should definitely come back and try and hit two in the next season. I know it's a long season, but you got to get to 700. I, I think it's incredible. I mean, this guy is one of the greatest baseball players ever. I know he kind of tailed off towards his Anaheim days there, but, I mean, those those years with the Cardinals were incredible. Um, great player. 
never I don't think he was named on the Mitchell report never never an inclination of any performance enhancers you know I love cheaters so if he did and didn't get caught and it comes out in a tell-all when he's 95 years old or whatever I love it even more um just an incredible player do you think it's cooler that he came back to the Cardinals and he's doing it with them yeah I do I I think that's a baseball town and and doing it in Anaheim would have been I mean, nothing. And not to mention, he also has the playoffs to do it, too. Well, they won't count, but... Well, I mean, it's it's a career statistic, no? No. How? It's regular season home runs. That's what it is? I thought they counted the, the, the both. No. For towards your career record. No. I'm going to have to look that up, Sean. It's definitely not... But with that being said, I mean, it is cool that he's doing it on a team that actually matters and hitting home runs that actually matter. Um, Yeah, are we taking it for granted? Yeah, I think so. It's because, I mean, is anybody else going to get close to 700? You talk about a guy like Judge. He's not going to get anywhere near 700. The guy came up when he was 20-whatever. Yeah, 26. He'll be 31 next year. No way. And and same with Stanton, right? It looked like he was going to be a pretty prolific home run hitter and injuries have slowed him down. Yeah, I mean... Although, you know, you look at guys like Julio Rodriguez and Acuna and Soto, maybe those are the guys to get there, but that's a far ways away. I would have to look season by season at Pujols, but, like, honestly, from what he did from when he came up to what he did, you know, pretty much up until his Angels stint, he he was right there with Trout for that run of statistically best players of all time. Absolutely. His defensive metrics were off the charts at first base, and he, I mean, he hit, you know, 310 with 30-plus home runs and 100-plus RBIs for over 10 years there. He was one of those guys, too, where he impacted winning with his performance, right? Like, he wasn't an empty stats guy. I know that's more of an NBA thing, but, you know, he seemed where – all of his big moments and all of his big home runs came helping the Cardinals, right? Like, dude, I'm going to run through these. So home runs, 37, starting 2001, 37, 34, 43, 46, 41, 49, 32, 37, 47, 42, and his last year with the Cardinals, 37. I mean, how consistent is that? Yeah, 30-plus every year, and then I'm sure his batting average was above 280 every year as well. You want to talk about above 280, Tom, they were above 300 every year until 2011 when he batted a measly 299. Oh, man, I wish he could have gotten like two more hits to bump that up. Yeah. So Insane. And his RBIs, impressive. I'm sure, are right there too. It's pretty sweet that baseball, you know, for a sport that has become much more regional, as you said, it is pretty cool, though, that you have two home run chases going on simultaneously that are synonymous with, you know, baseball's a record is a, is a numbers game, right? Like there there are certain sacred numbers in baseball and, and you're, you're going to have two likely broken in the next two and a half weeks. I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I care about the regular season home run that's been fucked with so many times, but I mean, sure. If you want to count judge, we'll see. Well, at least what judge though is, you could say it will be the all-time American American League record. All the other ones were done in the NL. So there's a yeah. legitimate record there. 
Yeah, Stanton. What did Stanton have a couple of years ago with Miami? I know that's in the NL. I can't remember. Fifty nine. Yeah, right where Judge is now. That yep. was a big year. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot of fun, and I've gotten more into baseball this year than I have in the last few years, and I'm loving it. Um, I'm excited for the world changes. I like where the game's at. I mean, it's sitting there right at number three behind the other two big leagues, and I think that's fine. I think it's fine, and I think it's good that it's starting to kind of understand its place. And I think as fans, it's good to understand its place. Like, we didn't talk baseball on this pod until basically the All-Star break, and we didn't really need to. It's the biggest marathon in terms of all the sports. I know the NBA season drags on and the NHL drags on. Football is its own entity of itself, but baseball really is. Like, it takes forever to get a real sense of what a team is. Yeah. Speaking of all the sports, uh, I think it was the first time since I I want to say 2009 when I was a freshman in high school that the Jets, Giants, Yankees, and Mets all won on the same day. That's incredible, isn't what it? What a day for the great state of New York. Um, yeah, I think... Are uh, you we, saying the great state of New York or the great city of New York? Because Buffalo might have something to say about that state thing. Well, I don't know. What's the score of the Bills game? I don't know what the score is. It's probably a lot to a little. They were leading seven nothing before, so it might even it might be a great week for the for the great state of New York if we want to if we really want to count the Bills as well. Well, I was saying, you know, they're very fun. Bills fans are funny because even though I'm down here, you know, I listen to my New York sports radio, and you know, Bill, you get the occasional Bills fan that complains why you're not talking about them, and the hosts make sure to point out we are a New York City show we are not a new york state show mm, so if yeah. you want if you want to lead with the bills in syracuse uh you might want to listen to i don't know a market that's just as far away from new york city as fucking philly is <laughs> yeah pro- well are you kidding Buffalo's so much further than philly i, I just had to Buffalo's think of the like fir- eight hours of buffalo talk, like I, further than dc I had to just think of the first city that like came to my mind in terms of like away from New York with its own market and its own teams. But yeah, you're right. It's much further away. So that's even more evidence that it was a Detroit. Huge win How about New that? York. Buffalo's yeah, about that's... as far as Detroit. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> you might as well be Detroit. The other thing that we're going to get into NFL on Wednesday, we may have to have, I think we should have Will on the pod on Wednesday. Uh, I got to talk to him about it. He called me four times yesterday, but I was on the golf course, so I was not answering that <laughs> phone call, kicking the shit out of my other cousin. Um, nice. I think we got to have him on because this may be the only week that all three of our teams get a win in the same week. All right. I think there's a very high possibility of that. Let's fucking do it. All right. I'll, I'll shoot him a text we'll, post-pod. We'll all luxuriate in our team's success and then – him and I can look forward to the massive Monday night game next week between his Cowboys and my Giants. If, yeah, I mean, shit, if you guys go 3-0, we're talking playoffs. Uh, I still wouldn't go that far, but we'll save it for nah. Wednesday. Uh, These early wins are going to get him to that to that over-under of whatever it was right there. I, I'm just excited that – I mean, what a stat you just gave. Tom, that's 13 years ago. I know. I know. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's it's – Honestly, it's not a good stat, though. It, it just goes to show how, how up and down and, and just pure purely mediocre New York sports have been. Okay, so 2009. Since then, in terms of championships, we have two. The Yankees won that year, and the Giants won in 2011, right? So 
And that Giants 2011 team wasn't special. The only other playoff years of theirs in that run were two, was, two, was 2011 and 2016, right? Yeah. Now, the Yankees, I mean, and Mets play plenty of games, but you're only getting probably, what, three or four Sundays packed in there, and there were some mm-hmm. really horrific Mets seasons packed in there, too. Yeah, I mean, we got one World Series when we got two World Series appearances out of it because the Mets did go to the World Series in 2016. People forget. 15. Yep. 15. Um, and yeah, what do we have? Jets went to Jets went to two championship games. Let's just say it. Oh, nine and ten. Yep. 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 So no, I'm saying that's like not championships. Like yeah, no, that's championships. that's not good, man. I mean. Do you want to have a Boston fan on there to wax poetic about how much they've won since 2009? I don't think so. Fuck that. Um, no, I, I'm just pointing out, right, like in those years, I mean, yesterday's Jets win was the first win they've had in September in like four or five years. Yeah. yeah. And the Giants get... have gotten off to 0-2 and three starts. The Yankees, you know, have had some – have had some years in there where they weren't great. And obviously we talked about the Mets outside of those few years were, were bad teams. So the fact that you get four or five, let's say three to five opportunities every year, right? Since 09, where all four teams play on a Sunday. Yeah. Like, no. That's a lot of opportunity to all win a game. They finally did it. We finally did it. We'll treat it like a championship. All right. Well, we'll have Will on. And we'll actually talk about uh, the entire week two of the NFL 2022 season on Wednesday. Um, let's talk some college football, man. Yeah, it was not a great week in terms of matchups. No. Um, you know, we're still in that phase right now. I think we probably have one more week of this uh, where the games are not nothing special. But there were some interesting games, starting with Washington. They hosted Michigan State, who was ranked 11, and knocked them out of the top 25 by beating them 39-28. And I don't know if you caught any of this game or any of the highlights, but it really never was close. Uh, Washington just kicked the living shit out of them. And I know it's the Pac-12 and they're not all that good. But they have a quarterback, uh, Pettis, who was uh, transferred from Indiana, and he looked awesome. Yeah, no, I, I didn't really watch much college football this week. I had a very busy Saturday, but... I caught up on the highlights. It was a good week to not watch college football because, like you said, yeah, Alabama played, I don't know, garbage. Um, most of the teams played garbage. But, yeah, I mean, Michigan State, I feel like they haven't been good since. Didn't they make the college football playoff once? Yep. With who? Connor Cook is their quarterback? Might have been. Former Raiders great. <laughs> he, Former went to, Raider. he played in that Raiders playoff game. I don't know if you remember because Carr got hurt. Was that got, the uh, Texans game? I don't remember what game it was, but I know he got the shit kicked out of him. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, I mean, this doesn't do much for me. I, neither of these teams ever have a shot. I mean, maybe Washington could win the Pac-12. Because Oregon's, Oregon's lost already. Yeah, USC, I didn't put them in here because they, again, played Fresno State, but they look really good. They were seven. They might move up. That's my um, team. I mean, I might... You know what? I might switch from Miami. I might be a USC fan. I haven't decided yet. I'm sending the applications are going to be in the mail soon. Well, listen. I mean, Will has. I know he's pledged his allegiance to the Jayhawks. They but, won, you know, by the way. They did. Uh, but he's he still has some South Carolina fandom, and obviously, Bama's my team. But outside of when they play each other, I I root for Texas down here, and um, you can do it. You That's, whack. Count. That's whack. That's no, whack. Plant it's your not. flag. Plant your flag. I have. 
I've been very adamant about that. I wow. said I, I said I, I'm like happy if they win. I'm not, you know, a Texas fan, but I hope you know I'm down here. I hope they win. Obviously, UConn football doesn't count. I don't know if you saw that that barn burner. They lost to Michigan 59 nothing yeah. this past weekend. Um, so UConn basketball, I, I don't owe you any explanation on that. That's fair, um, and always has been. But yeah, I mean, I think you can. I think you can like support both teams. You don't need to pledge your allegiance to one. No, no, no. When I plant a flag with a college, I plant a flag with a college. That's why I'm looking at I'm looking at my options because I want them to have a good basketball program as well. Because I might just shove St. John's to the wayside. You'll never do it. <laughs> oh man, they're they're almost at a mid major status now. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's bad. I feel. Honestly, I felt like UConn was going that way for a while before they rejoined the Big East. I'm like, am I watching this team just become nothing, like obscure? They're playing on like ESPN two at nine p.m. on yeah. Wednesday nights. Like, uh, they're like Creighton. Yeah, yeah. You don't after you win a bunch of championships or at least have the the pedigree that St. John's has. You never want to be mentioned like Creighton. Um, but Tom, one of your teams, Miami, they lost seventeen nine to A and M. The only thing I took from this game is A&M still isn't very good. They still don't have a quarterback, but their defense decided to show up after losing to Appalachian State. Um, and Miami just couldn't do anything all game. It was actually it was a pretty boring game to watch. Yeah, neither of these two teams really do it for me. I mean, A&M's got all the fucking five-star recruits. Uh, my guy Chris Ball needs to needs to sink his teeth into the to the recruitment trail a little bit more before Miami turns it around. A&M, I, I don't know. They just... They got all the fucking talent, and they just can't do it. And I feel like we were saying that about Georgia for a while, but then Georgia got really good. So maybe, I don't know, maybe what's-his-face? Is it Jimbo? Yep. Jimbo Fisher needs a few more years down there, but it feels like he's been there for at least, what, four or five years now? I think this is his fourth year. But, yeah, it's like they don't have a quarterback. Like, they they have not recruited well at that position. And obviously, if you don't have that, you're not great. But here's the thing about these quarterbacks now is that Transferring is like free agency, which I think is I think is totally fair. By the way, I want to plant my flag on that because if a if a college coach can up you know up and leave anytime he wants, and he recruited you there, you should be able to leave for whatever reason you want to leave as well. That's how I feel about that. But it's like you see you've seen this guy any any type of transfer that you want to have on the stage already you know basically have a book on him on how good he's going to be not just high school actual college go out and get one of these fucking transfers oklahoma seems to do it every every fucking year they do but oklahoma's track record is turn even you know with lincoln riley and even now with his successor it's turning quarterbacks into it's turning average quarterbacks or quarterbacks that fell out of love with their previous school into into prolific players. I mean, they damn near made Jalen Hurts a Heisman winner. Like, it's that's just how they do it there. A and M is not known for for quarterbacking. Jimbo is is not known as a quarterback guru, and 
you know, to your point, he's got to do something where either hiring the right coach or get the right development guys in there because, you know, outside of Calzada's one win last year against Alabama, which was pretty amazing, and even we see, you know, Mike White has his game on the NFL level. We seem to see that. Cooper Rush had a good win yesterday for the Cowboys. Like, that's not out of the ordinary. Those, you know, quarterbacks have their day from time to time. But in terms of actually bringing in a steady player like a, like a Quinn Ewers with Texas and then obviously Arch Manning, like there's no reason A&M shouldn't be able to compete to get those kind of talents in there. No, not at all. He needs to get the right guy in there in order to recruit. Um, Florida almost gets beat by South Florida, but I don't know. That I feel like the SEC East is pretty weak, so they'd st- I think they'd still be able to get into the SEC championship game now. Outside of Georgia, they'd have to beat them. Well, there you, there you go. Yeah, and, and based off of what they've done in the last two weeks, losing to Kentucky and – Needing a last ditch effort to hold. They're on playing to for second place, anyways. In that they're, in they're, that side, they're not good. They're no, not, not good. at all. Not at all. Anything else? You got any previews yeah. this week? What do we have? What, anything good? Any juice on college football this week? I didn't put a preview down for anything because there was not a single game in the top twenty-five that that really attracted my attention. So Oof. I'm just gonna say you're college going football. away this weekend. God, you guys, the college football's got to do a better job spreading out this schedule. You know, they try to, but when teams have disappointing losses, I mean, that A&M Miami game looked a lot more attractive a couple weeks ago. True. Yeah. You know, and then one of them has a bad loss. I mean, I would be all in on Florida if they were a top five to 10 team. But, you know, the way this schedule is now, like, it, it, schools want to schedule those really tough games sometimes early. You know, Georgia, even though they waxed Oregon, they scheduled that for week one. So, you know, their next two or three weeks are going to play nobody. And then once you get into the conference schedule, there are some teams in conference that fucking suck. So, like, Alabama's playing Vanderbilt. Like, do I need to put that in the rundown? Like, you might as well say they're – oh, I didn't see. But it's probably, like – 35. Yeah, not that much different than what it was against University of Louisiana Monroe. Just because they're an SEC school don't mean shit. Some of these Big Ten teams, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's Michigan and Michigan State. I mean, uh, Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, they they had the big noon game last week, Tom. A week after Texas-Bama, you had had, uh, Oklahoma and Nebraska. 49-10 to was the final there. Who the fuck is watching that? You think Urban Meyer coaches football again? I guess I'll ask you that because we don't have anything else sexy about college football. I'll never say never with him. I just don't know what, you know, Ohio state was a perfect marriage for him because they had Jim Trestle forever and they were recently good. They were on probation so they could bring him in with no expectations and then start running shit. I mean, you know, if if Hamilton doesn't do well, do you Notre Dame pay for it? I can't see them wanting to bring him in with his track record, quote unquote, off the field. I mean, Nebraska's asking for him. Does he really want to go to Lincoln? We talked about Nebraska last year. Like, what program, now that USC has Lincoln Riley, like, what program, would, if you're Urban Meyer, would you jump at the chance of saying, yeah, I can turn this team into a couple-year national contender? Oregon. Really? I, I Listen, I think he's in a – first of all, I think Oregon's going to be up there with one of the next teams to jump – just because they're a national brand and they're still holding up. Um, 
And if they don't, he could absolutely own the Pac-12. And in a few years, if he just schedules outside of his Pac-12 schedule, if he schedules a couple of good teams and goes out and beats them, he could find his way into the playoff. They're still relevant. And I don't know who their head coach is, but I know they just lost Cristobal. So, I mean, I could still I could still see them being relevant and a team that he could win with. And they still are able to recruit. No, they are. Um, you know, as you were talking about that, another team that jumped to my mind that has be- has been kind of weird the last, like, really throughout their history, but especially over the last, like, 12, 13 years is Auburn. That's another one. Yeah, another team where, you know, and I, I hate everybody that brings up that that championship because it's like you guys got lucky cam newton got kicked out of florida then he went to a juco and he just happened to fall into your lap i mean aside from that what have you guys done since bo jackson i know they're a frisky team every couple of years because they they do have some nfl talent they always have a first rounder or two on their team usually it's on the defensive line but outside of cam newton they're they're an irrelevant program with with a storied history, and I think he could really bring them back. Same as Oregon. Oregon's better than Auburn, though. Over the last outside of the, the national title, I mean, Oregon's been to the college football championship, the Final Four, at least once. I remember the first year they lost to Ohio State and Ezekiel Elliott. I remember that. Yeah, and before that, um, they lost to Cam Newton uh, yeah. in the national championship under Chip Kelly. Um, yeah, Oregon's a decent call. I, I, I don't know what they're going to be. You know, obviously we know USC and UCLA are leaving for the Big Ten. If Oregon joins them, you're talking about a loaded Big Ten. Does does Urban Meyer want to want to jump into that? Um, uh, that's why I'm thinking if they stay in the Pac-12, he could kind of elevate them and just keep them out there. I just don't really know if philosophically him and Phil Knight, who basically owns Oregon, what kind of align. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of people would, and I know he got embarrassed in Jacksonville. It's a pro team, not a college team. We've seen this before. Embarrassed. I I mean, that was Nick Saban on – I mean, at least Saban is a professional. He's a, Urban Meyer is a joke right now, but you know Saban what? Won nine games with the Dolphins. Absolutely, one year. and you know what? As much as I call him a pussy, the NFL just wasn't for him. He didn't make a fucking complete fool of himself and make himself look like a piece of shit, like Urban Meyer did. I mean, but the thing is, there is. Nebraska, Oregon, Auburn, a, a lot of other schools that it's like, I, I don't give a shit if this guy p- killed a baby on national TV. If he can win us football games, we'll, we'll take him. College football is the sleaziest business you could possibly be in. It's only getting worse. And yeah, for sure. I mean, my thing is, is why would you want to go to Nebraska? They're, we talked about them last week. They they have one stretch where they were really, really good, and that was 30 years ago, 25 years ago. It wasn't recent. Oregon's interesting, but like you said, Phil Knight, does he want that attached to his name? I don't know, especially if they remain competitive. Auburn, could they do it? They're a little weird. You know, they go to national championship games under under Gus Malzahn, obviously wins it with Cam, and then uh, Gene Chizik. They have those isolated years where they kind of beat Bama, and then they go to the college football play or not college football playoff, but a bowl game, and they lose to like a Central Florida or something like that. But they're they're in the SEC West, and when they are good, they're they're legitimately decent. Um, but does he want to build a program there? That's that's kind of the interesting thing, especially when you have Saban right across the street. Yeah, I think Notre Dame is out of the question. I just think, 
I mean, I think Notre Dame just has, a, outside of the rest of these schools, I just think they have a, a very small shred of respect left. I don't know. Maybe if they suck for the next four years or, or three years, maybe. But I, I think I think just the timing doesn't line up. What about Syracuse? Syracuse football, baby. Turn it around. Yeah, Jim Brown. And, uh, yeah, them and the Buffalo Bills can celebrate their success on uh, on New York State radio. Um but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. To, you know, it's a good conversation. It's a good question by you. Uh, I never say never. What do you think? Do you think he comes in somewhere? A program just buys him out and takes him? Is he? He's working for what? Is he must be working for a network now, right? He's on Fox again. Yeah, yeah shocker, Fox. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing sleazier than college football. Fox. I could have. I could have guessed that one. Easily, that that was a minus ten million favorite right there. Um, <laughs> if that if that uh <laughs> if that channel that Mike Gundy wore that t shirt for had a had a sports branch, he'd be working for them. I forgot. Oh wait. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. That that would have been the other one. Heading um, <laughs> our new football coverage on OAN. Let's yeah. bring in Urban. My, well, you know he's got the religious part of it. Okay, we said too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we could um, go all day on this. For sure. Um, I do. I think there's going to be a lot of talks just just based off the fact that he's just a fucking winner. And you know what? What's not crazy? Him going back to Florida. I can't believe we didn't even mention that. You know, that's a great point. I can't believe yeah. we almost skipped over that. Somebody's probably that actually watches college football is probably screaming, would be screaming at us if we didn't bring it up. He could just go back to Florida. I have thought about it. And it would be very interesting if he went back there. You know, I would. I, I was thinking SEC, and I was thinking something more competitive, you know, on a team that has had recent success. But you're right. Florida would be perfect. I mean, could, could you see Tennessee ponying up for him? Like, no, I think it's. I think. I think we buried the lead there. I think it's Florida. I mean, the team's been bad. Not bad, but they haven't been what they were since he left. Um, they've almost been bad. I think you could. I think we could confidently say that. And I mean, talk about a team that would give him a long leash. They already know what they're dealing with, and he can do all his antics down there. And and they would welcome him back with fucking open arms. It's Florida. I mean, it, that that place is lawless. It really fucking is. Uh, Tim Tebow that, as his offensive coordinator. That's a really good thought about Florida. It, it, yeah, uh, do they want to do they want to go through that whole experience again, knowing what kind of guy he is? That's the question. I mean, that's why I can never say never because I think they'd a, totally be willing to do it if he was going to win them football games. From a rational standpoint, I can't imagine any team would. But there you go. What's the thing that matters the most, especially in a conference like the SEC, winning? Uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Uh, for him, but as of right now, I, I didn't see anything on the docket this weekend that really stood out to me. We're probably, like I said, a week or two away from there being good conference games every week. But Tom, I I saw there's a Presidents Cup this weekend in, in PGA. Yes, sir. They they decided um, to hold it on my birthday weekend. A little gift to me. Thank you. Yeah. Shout <laughs> shout out to the Presidents Cup, uh, September twentieth which is tomorrow through the 25th uh, at Quail Hollow. Um, I think that's in North Carolina. I'll be in South Carolina, so maybe maybe I can convince Michaela to oh, take – Maybe I can convince the fiancé 
to take the uh i don't know it's probably like an eight hour drive saying that over the last month or so it's tough to get used to it still going with the girlfriend title but yeah it's Mm. cool it's cool i like it um a lot of wedding planning but we already talked about that last week you know oh yeah um yeah i'm something crazy changed but no nothing crazy has changed um let's see have you looked at the roster I have not. I really wanted to, like, I don't even know what the format is for the President's Cup. I saw the commercial for it when I was watching the Sunday night game last night. So I think how does it's, this thing even work? I think it's similar to the um, to the Ryder Cup. Now, I'm looking at this. Let me look at the schedule of events now. Um, oh, so this international is... versus American players, right? Yeah. But not just Europe, like a whole collective field of international players? Uh yes, um I will I will go over the the list with you. This is not giving me much information. Uh Thursday, so let's see. I think I'm going to guess tomorrow and Wednesday are just practice rounds because then Golf Channel 1 p.m. to 6 round of 1 competition. Friday Golf Channel again 11:30 round 2. September 24th, the day after my birthday, in case anybody wants to tweet at me wishes at birthday wishes at sorry sports round three and four, <laughs> 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Split that in like that <laughs> really is so like that's shameless is really what it is. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you have to. And then finally, uh, I could tweet out my Venmo if anybody wants to just, you know, yeah. a, a dollar. Every dollar counts. You know, if you ask a million people for a dollar, you're a millionaire. Um September September 25th is the Sunday, 12 to 6. I don't know if they're doing team style. I, it's not giving me any really good information here on the website. Uh, presidentscup.com, do a better job next time. Um, but I, I had the roster up here. Teams, here we go. Um, the USA, I fully expect to absolutely dominate. I mean... Like Matsuyama's on this because he hasn't jumped over to live. Um, KH Lee and Siwoo Kim, those are two like, oh, Mito Pereira's on it. But I mean, Matsuyama, KH Lee, and Siwoo Kim and Cam Davis are really like the only top uh, 100 players. And maybe Sun JM, he might be in the 100, but the rest, it's like Taylor Pen- Pendrith. Who the fuck is that? I mean, the USA, you got <laughs> fucking real heavy hitters on it. I. First of all, let's start it off with the most recent first get first um first winner of the new PGA season. Max Homa defended his title go. this past weekend, winning the first event of the year. I mean, he's just racking them up. I like him for a major this year. You got him. You got Morikawa. You got Spieth. You got Justin Thomas. You got Scotty Scheffler. You got our boy Tony Finau. You got Xander Shoffley. Cameron Young. Billy Horschel, and then you got some vets to uh, finish it off. Oh, and Sam Burns, another young guy. And then uh, you got some vets to finish it off and Kevin Kistner. And the only guy I don't like on the team, I think you can guess who it is, it's Patrick Cantlay. Oh, I know you are. I mean, there's a lot of sports figures that I detest, but your your animosity towards I don't even know what it's about, but... It's, it's, there. it's up there for whatever reason it is or whatever deep-seated issues you have with him. I mean, you're, you're, the vitriol you show to him is strong, and I, you know me. I, I am a big fan of spite, 
and uh, when you can latch on to hate, and uh, I support you in this endeavor. Good for you. Thank you. I, I definitely appreciate that. If I were to, I'm not looking at my phone right now, but if I were to set odds on who's going to win this President's Cup, USA has got to be like minus 400. It's heavy. I mean, they have the much better talent pool, right? And I saw here for the matches, it consists of 30 matches played over four days, 18 team matches, nine apiece using the foursome and four ball formats, followed by 12 singles matches on Sunday. And the captain is Davis Love. And the other captain is Trevor Immel, Immelman. I don't know who that is. They probably sure. lost all their – the European team probably lost all their uh, – international team probably lost all their captains to um, – to live golf which they actually did i forgot who their captain was but he declared a couple probably two months back that he was going to live so good for him and phil said in a recent appearance that live is here to stay as if he was going to say anything else against the saudi government yeah no he probably had a gun at his back but i have (laughs) speaking of which i am on i believe i closed the book yesterday on chapter three of phil's book i finally pulled it out from the TV stand and decided to start reading it because I want to go to bed a little earlier and it's it's a true thing when they say you can fall asleep better after reading a book it's true your mind's working my man yeah very interesting book a lot of good Phil stories and then I have a I bought another book on Amazon it's a complete 180 from this book What's that one? It's uh, called Perfect Midnight. It's a, as you know, I was a drug counselor at one point, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> We've talked about this on the pod. And, it, and every uh, time I say I remember those days, but it's still shocking to me. Um, it is uh, about, it's a memoir about a guy's drug history and whatnot. And it got turned into a movie with Ben Stiller, uh, if anybody was interested in watching it. Um, I've been super into like drug, not doing, but like drugs lately and like just addicts and whatnot. And uh, I don't know. I'm I've thinking super, you caught yourself there. I've been super into drugs. That would have been a great nah, way. If, I mean, if I was going to get into, into being like full on addicted to drugs, that was going to be earlier in my twenties. Luckily I skated past that stage. You wouldn't be, you know, engaged to Michaela. No, for sure. Down no. that path. For sure, no. I, I definitely would not. I would not have a job or any of that stuff. Uh, those days passed me by, thankfully. Um, but, yeah. You know those rough streets of Putnam County, man. Hey, listen. They had a full-on DEA unit, and they had a big meth bust a couple of years ago. So don't <laughs> don't downplay Carmel, New York, I, I my did. friend. <laughs> uh, listen, I never would. It's not the cushy uh, lifestyle of, let's say, a Fairfield County. Uh, no, state. never, never. I mean, come on, Ridgefield. Never. It's like anything past listen. weed in Ridgefield. Whoa. Uh, listen, I don't think people even know what anything past weed is in Ridgefield. I yeah. mean, it's just so it's just so pristine there. It literally is. The streets are vacuumed every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't used to be that way, but I think they brought in some folks from Greenwich and New Canaan to do it. So. Mm, okay. All right. You up to anything good this weekend, or are you just chilling out? I have... We're not going to be able to things. ask this when Will's on on Wednesday. No. I have a couple of things that might be happening on the schedule, so uh, we'll see if they transpire. Might make a trip out to Hutto and Taylor, which is like 45 minutes away. It's supposed to be a good barbecue spot over that way that just opened uh so maybe Hmm. go over there um it's hotter than fuck dude the first day of fall is is thursday it's gonna be 101 like this is insanity so again i'm i can't really be outside that much during the day nobody can but we'll see what happens um 
you know, it's only Monday, so I don't usually don't try to solidify plans until close to the week's end because I like to leave that little bit of room where I can make up a quick little like yeah, exactly. Like don't we all know, though? You're just right, being honest. Of course, I think more people should be honest. Like, and that's the one Agreed. thing. As you get older, I'm going to say this to you since we'll will be on and we will be able to say happy birthday to you on Wednesday leading up to uh, to your weekend. But you know. I'm going to be 31 in October. I'm an old piece of shit. And the one thing that I have really enjoyed both as I've gotten older and since moving here is my friends. I don't know them any explanations. Like I used to spend so much time thinking, thinking of about how to yeah. get out of certain <laughs> situations and settings and why I don't want to stay out late. And now my friends, they know it's like, Oh, Sean's exhausted his mental capacity. He, he doesn't want to talk anymore. He's out. And it's like, I don't know anybody in explanation. They all get it. And it's such a much better way to live. Like not trying yeah. to, Oh, I think I might do this. So it's a long way to way of answering your question. There's a couple things I can do. There's a couple things that might happen. I could be out and about, or I could decide that the couch and the AC is my, is my best friend. I hear you on that. I'm a big proponent of, uh, either just saying I can't or just saying, I'm good. You want to do this? No, yep. I'm good. I'm good. It's like, what, yep. what are you guys going to do? You're going to defriend me at, at fucking 28 years old? You're going to go no. out and find new friends? No. I'll be around. Maybe I'll be around for the next hit up. But it's like, do I want to go go out in White Plains, uh, you know, and, and drink until 4 o'clock in the morning at 27 when I've already found my mate? Yeah, no. The reason that you would do that would be for reasons that you never can again. So, like... What's the incentive there? Not to mention, and we've discussed this on the Dino Hypecast, I believe, Hudson Bar and Grill, I don't know if you've ever attended, and, and all the others down on the strip in Maranek there, that is not the place if you're trying to find love is at there 20. one in Stanford? Is there a Hudson in, in Stanford? I think there yeah, there's was. one. Yeah, there is. Uh, yes, there was a Brother Jimmy's, but that got shut down. That, that was yep. my favorite bar because it had like six bars in one so you could bounce around. Getting back into the single days there. Got to gotta wind it back. Um, but yeah, there was a <laughs> there's was a Hudson, place. there's a Hudson and a few others. But we were big White Plains guys. That's actually where I met Michaela. So I so it can be done. But I also met Michaela at like twenty four, twenty five. So mm-hmm. I'm just telling the boys like you're you're not gonna find uh, uh, you're not gonna find anything here. I mean the girls are like twenty two. Yep. And that's yeah. like you might as well date a high school junior at this point. Well, no, there is a big difference there. Um, so we're not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna endorse that. Um, you might as well not date a high school junior if you're going for a 22 year old. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have to lay that out for everybody. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put the. I'm gonna put the squash on that comment of yours. But you're right in the big scheme of things, right? Like it's just like. I have to be in a certain mood and energy level that comes across probably only like once every six to eight weeks where I actually want to go out and I'm willing to be out to like three, four. In the nah, I mean, a couple weeks, bro. couple weeks. Are you high? couple months, man. Try once no, a year. Like, like I, and I, I think I already did my weeks. once. I think I already did my once this year. I did yeah, it a couple me- weeks ago. Yeah, see, and that's that's what I'm saying, though, is you don't let me finish my point. That's usually only when I'm with a group of my friends 
who are like in relationships or not like actively trying and then it dwindles down. So like when I am still out, it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm trying to find somebody. I'm like, Oh, I'm already out and I'm not ready to go home yet. Like it's not, it's a different kind of energy than when you're going out at 24, 25. Like I don't think I'm meeting the, the girl of my dreams in a bar. So no, uh, I try, that's you know, why I try and tell AM in Austin. So. so I try and tell my buddies, it's like, if you, if you want to meet somebody, cause like the 22 year old, what are the chances that that's going to work? And that's, who's going to be out at three, four o'clock in the morning. I, I'm like, you guys got to go to like fucking trivia nights and karaoke, like grown adults are, if they yeah. do like drinking, I'm more of a like stay at home kind of guy. But like, if that's their scene and you want to meet somebody like you got to go at like five o'clock on like a Thursday, you know, the big thing too is, and it's huge down here. And I, I'm not sure what it's like up there. I mean, I remember going to plenty of coffee shops up that way, but like the coffee shop scene down here is a big deal. Like I know a lot of folks who have met people who, at you know, they ended up seeing or were interested in at coffee shops. Like mm. I was talking to a girl from a little bit who I just was like in line with at a, at a coffee shop and was just like talking. And it was like so easy. And again, that's like an adult thing. Like you're not in a degenerate state uh, that you would be, you know, way late night at bars. Yeah. No, you gotta, you gotta change up. Once you hit like 26, you gotta change up the vibes. Luckily, luckily I pulled myself out of the game before that. It's a struggle yeah, out there. Pulled, Michaela pulled, pulled you out. Yeah, yeah. We found love in a hopeless place. You really did. Maybe that could, that could be your first dance. Um, <laughs> but in reality, how we got to this conversation, uh, you were uh, you didn't end up going the drug route, which we're which we're happy for. I don't think we'd have this pod if you if you did go down that road. No, it'd be a different pod. It might be a funnier pod if I, I'd, I'd have good stories, but you know I've got good enough stories as it is. You watching anything good on TV? You got anything going on? You know it's prime for sports right now, man. I'm not. You never did. TV. You ever finish the Jeter doc? I'm gonna be honest. I did. I did not. Yeah, I thought it was good. It wasn't what Jordan's was, but I think also we talked about this, right? Like we're Yankee fans. I kind of knew most of it already. It was cool yeah. to hear a lot also, of the stories from his perspective, though. Also, not to mention. I mean, I know Jeter's doc came out in, like, the dog days of late July and August, and that's a lull for sports. But, like, Jordan's came out, and so did, I believe, Tiger's came out in, like, the dead of COVID. Like, the ultimate doesn't, like, that that was all we had, literally. Rosillo and Simmons were doing podcasts on games that took place 30 years ago on their Monday on their Sunday night NBA feed like that is the epitome of dead of covid like Jeter's is like oh yeah that's on again tonight yeah I'll, I'll give it a watch but overall I thought it was very good um but it didn't captivate me the way the Jordan Doc did mm, okay all right I haven't finished Still it yet. Worth a watch though it's good Yankee porn <laughs> I'll get around to it there you go um, but yeah, I know you have a nice trip to look forward to this weekend. Yes. Um, very quick trip down to Hilton head. I got to get the golf clubs packed up. Um, we're going to be playing golf down there, whether Michaela likes it or not. Cause it's my birthday. Um, but she's all game for it. Um, she likes to get the outfits for it and, and she'll take a couple swings as long as we're not in a foursome. So I'm going to try and get random tea times that nobody else would play so that it could be just us two. And then she'll take a couple hacks. It'll be fun. No, nah, it sounds like a good time. It will be fun. And 
you know, it's always good to get away and, and go somewhere else and celebrate your birthday with, with, with her. It's, it'll be a good time. Yeah. I'm playing a Jack Nicholas course, so that'll be fun. Are you? Yeah. Um, I'm doing it specifically because I read that you are almost guaranteed to see a crocodile or an alligator or whatever. And that's like my only goal while I'm down there. Don't be like Chubbs. No, 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 no. I just, I just want to see one from like a hundred yards away. I don't want to be near it. Good. Damn alligator bit my hand off. (laughs) Classic movie. All right. Well, I think that's all we got. Sean, you enjoy the football. Um, I'm hoping that the bills keep the lead to 17, seven where they're at right now, because that's my sperm bank pick of the week at minus nine. Um, and I'm hoping I can cash that in to tie you at two and two. Cause you, yes, by the way, um, I think, uh, what, I forgot what the other pick that you had was. Um, I know it was the Dallas game. What was it like Cincinnati Boy, did... plus two or something like that? And you still, yeah. I should have let you take that cause you still would have lost it. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm glad that we got off of that. I was like, Oh, you're just giving me free money. And, funny in the nfl it's that's never how it works but um yeah i'm i'm glad i had i had a very easy watch on sunday night football last night as you did too yeah no doubt about it are you still alive in your survivor your boy has made it to see week three very nice congratulations this is like monumental shit for a guy who hasn't made it past week one in like 10 years i've made it I've won more games in two weeks than I have in the last two years. Sounds like sounds like it could be maybe the Giants could mirror you this year. Mirror me, I'll mirror them. I don't give a shit. Just <laughs> I hope they keep winning and I'll I'll continue to follow the trend. Although I looked at this week's slate of games and we'll do our picks on Wednesday. Invite Will to do some. I don't see any that I'm in love with nearly as much as I like the uh, as I like the Packers over the Bears. So I'm going to have to weed through these over the next couple of days. We'll talk about it. I could probably help you out if my sperm bank we'll cashes talk. and I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, best of luck to you. Thank you, sir. All right, let's wrap it up. We're about an hour in, so hour and ten minutes. So everybody enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll be talking to you on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll talk to you Wednesday, guys. Take care.